0: Sack. Is that all you get for your money? And if that's what you have in mind, yeah, that's
1: what you all about, good luck moving up, I'm moving out. Good morning, and welcome to Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move. This is Mark Carr, team member of the Becky Ivans Real Estate Team, sitting here with Becky Ivans. Well, good morning, Mark. Good morning, Becky.
2: Okay, well, we've got an important show. Today, there is a new law that has passed that's effective on November 1st. So we brought in
1: Ron of course. Anytime we have a change in law, we go to our lawyer. Your lawyer has been helping you for
2: our corporate lawyer. Yeah. I mean, if you want a good lawyer here, he's sitting right here.
1: <laughs> if you so, deal in real estate, you better know a good lawyer because there's true. lots of laws that affect yeah. what we do I feel like we need to have intro music for Ron. He needs, needs to have, like, walkout movie. I know. Or music. Like Law and Order or something? Yeah. So. Bom, bom.
3: <laughs> Good morning, Ron. I feel like a baseball player going up to the plate. <laughs> yeah, that's what you
1: need. You need some walkout music.
3: <laughs> well, we, we get these new laws uh, that get passed by the state legislature, and they surprise us sometimes because they don't tell the lawyers that they've done this either. They just do it, and then eventually somebody notices it and says, hey, you know, there's this new law coming into effect, or that's already been in effect. We've had that happen over the years, too. And so when we see one, uh, I try to let Becky know, or Becky contacts me and says, what about this? And so we try to stay on top of things, and we've done that in numerous numerous times over the past years, so... But this program is actually going to have a disclaimer with it. And I normally don't do disclaimers. I should, but I'm going to have a disclaimer. The disclaimer is that this is not legal advice, and this is not a guarantee of how this law will be interpreted or go, but they're really just observations based on the text. And the actual uh, intent or the actual effect of the law may be different than what we're talking about and the court may look at it differently or the legislature may change it. So
2: well and I heard they're tweaking it already. Yeah. So well, yes. It it me well it's let's let's get into
3: it a little bit okay. and, and so at least we know we are talking what?
2: about And Ron, I want to thank you because I had uh probably fifteen emails from fifteen different title companies and such and mortgage people advising me that this new law was coming. What are are they telling you or what are they asking you? They're not asking anything. They're just letting me be aware. But the thing is that you, I was going, oh, well, yeah, Ron let me know that two or three days ago. So, I mean, because you are on top of it. so. Well, I try to be, and if I see something
3: I think that uh, your listeners – might uh, gain some knowledge of or be interested in or impacts uh, real estate, I I try to let you know when I can. And sometimes we have to interrupt your regular programming schedule and and, (laughs) and, and shoehorn
2: this in. But uh, we're talking about alien ownership of land. Right. And frankly, I'm happy to see at least that addressed. I'm not sure that it was addressed thoroughly. I'm sure they tried. But I I think this is going to be changed, but alien ownership of land and aliens not being Martians.
1: So it's not the congressional hearing of the un- unidentified flying objects or whether the UAB now that uh it's not that type of Undefined alien. Undefined aerial
3: phenomena yes. or yeah. whatever whatever those things are, drones or we had the drone program. A couple no, we did.
2: Years ago. We need <laughs> to probably cover that again. Yeah, actually. that's probably
3: what we have to come back to someday. Uh, but Actually this this has been around for a long time. It's actually in the Oklahoma Constitution. Really? Did <laughs> See, not know
2: that. Well, you ever read your Oklahoma Constitution? No, I have not. I I I have read the US Constitution. I will admit okay. that, but <laughs> okay. I don't believe I've read the Oklahoma
3: Oklahoma Constitution, Article 22, Section 1 says no alien or person who is not a citizen of the United States shall acquire title to or own land in this state. And the legislature shall enact laws whereby all persons, not citizens of the United States and their heirs who may hereafter acquire real estate in this state by devised descent, or otherwise shall shall dispose of the same within five years upon condition of a cheat or forfeiture to the state, provided this shall not apply to Indians born in the United States, nor to aliens or persons, not citizens of the United States, who may become bona fide residents of this state. See, that's easy. Mm. We, we, we can go home. Close
1: up the program. We're done. Well. So that's in the state constitution. constitution.
3: That's the constitution. Right. So
1: why is a new bill? Why is there a, in need of a bill? Because how
3: does this work and how do you do this and how do you know? So the details are hardly ever in a constitution. constitution usually is a skeletal framework And we see this a lot of times when you about free speech or religion aspects or you know, gun ownership, which is a big thing around you'll it, have the, the general framework, the general language, but mm-hmm. then how do you apply it specifically? So it's up to the legislature then to apply it specifically and that's what this says is that the legislature shall enact laws. Well, actually, the legislature has had a, a law enacted for quite some time, and the, the law uh, put this into practice. It's in Title 60 of the Oklahoma Statutes. Uh, actually, it's uh, different sections, but they have recently amended the law, and that's what Becky is getting all these phone calls about warning her, and that's what we're going to be talking about in a little more detail.
2: So we we can quit following up on those leads from the Chinese people that keep saying that they're going to buy a six-bedroom, seven-bathroom house cash? Not necessarily. Oh, okay. Because you
3: you have to have listened to what I read because there's exceptions to everything. And there are exceptions to this. So that's some of what we're going to be looking at a little more closely. Basically, the uh, the new law that goes into effect November 1 requires that there now be an affidavit, okay, with me, now be an affidavit which shall be signed by a person who is purchasing the property or who has a ownership relationship to the business entity or trust that's acquiring the property to comply with the statute and with the Constitution on ownership being a, a citizen or non-alien unless you're within the exceptions.
2: Well, isn't that kind of like asking a criminal to register their guns? That's a great question and uh, that one I will defer to the criminal law okay aspect, but, but I mean you're you're asking someone who wants to purchase property in Oklahoma to sign an affidavit promising that they don't fall in that prohibited group
3: well and it's an affidavit which is a sworn statement okay and it is signed under under oath so they are verifying that they are within the class of People that could own the property or actually that they're not in the class of people that cannot own the property. So we have to get into a little bit of the weeds here on this.
2: And I'll tell you, we've I mean, we've got a lot more to cover. Uh,
1: Yeah, that's a can of worms I can see.
2: Yeah, I would like to kind of delve into the responsibility of realtors and title companies also when we get back.
1: We'll be right back, right here on Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move, News Radio 1000, KTOK. Welcome back to Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move. We're here with attorney at law, Ron Shalott, talking about a new law that's going to be going into effect November 1st of this year, 2023. So next week. Yep, we are there at uh. November 1st. And it is a affecting alien ownership of property within the state of Oklahoma. So non-U.S. residents owning property.
2: Did they mention – now, I've I, you probably thought this got past me, but it didn't. Are you ready? They mentioned Natives, Native Americans, right? Because they are citizens of their nation now. But they're exempted. Is that right? they mentioned
3: the Constitution itself. Oh, okay. It mentions it, it does not apply to Indians born within the United States. Okay, Indians and that Indians being born, Native Americans. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's, the, it's the archaic term, but it's there, so we use it simply because it's there and we have to use it. But to get to, to Mark's opening statement there, it's a little more refined than that. It's not just applicable to aliens, but it requires the new, the new amendment to title 60 section 121 of the Oklahoma statutes requires that any deed that is recorded with a county clerk and that's where you record your deeds must include an affidavit as an exhibit that is signed or executed by the person entity or trust coming into title. that's the buyer attesting that the person entity or trust is taking title in compliance with the state law concerning foreign ownership of property so this would be every deed that will be filed with the county clerk must have an affidavit with it as of November 1 the attorney general was empowered by the by the, the new law that was uh, voted on in May of this year and goes into effect November 1, empowered the Attorney General to come up with an affidavit for individuals, uh, for business or other entities, and for exempt entities to be filed with the deed. So if they follow this law as it is written, a county clerk will not allow a deed to be filed on or after November 1 without the affidavit
2: so that's there's going to huh. be a uh, two 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 page or two whatever uh two document filing every time a property changes hands how about if it's uh like an inherited property or uh if it say the removal of a joint tenant
3: if it is a deed if it falls within that class of deed then it requires the affidavit be filed the affidavit that the uh, attorney general, in fact, it just came out, uh, let's see, that would be a, about a week and a half ago, I believe it is, maybe two weeks now, uh, is a two-page affidavit. Two pages because anything lawyers do, you know, we, we make sure that it gets more than one page. So it is an affidavit. Uh, and, for example, the, the individual affidavit, you know, attests that I've got personal knowledge. I am, and it's got to check off the box, either a citizen of the United States or not a citizen of the United States, but an alien who is a bona fide resident of the state of Oklahoma. Okay, that's one of the exceptions that I acquired, title, and the affidavits executed in accordance with Section 121, and it quotes that, and I acknowledge uh, what the statute means and what it prohibits, and it goes into the detail about that. That I'm not acquiring the property in violation of Section 121, and that I acknowledge that if I make a false statement, it can subject me to criminal persecution for perjury, or being liable to actual damages uh, suffered. So, there's the affidavit is very serious.
2: Okay, so this real life example, let's just say, which we are
3: speculating because it's we don't have real life yet. Yeah.
2: Okay, but example of something that could be impacted. Uncle Ray, who married Friedel, who is a German citizen uncle Ray dies oh, poor poor uncle Ray Ray I know yeah and but they are indeed as joint tenants with right of survivorship, therefore Friedel not being a uh citizen of the u s would be able to still take title because she's a resident of Oklahoma already, right? A, res- a bona fide resident. Okay. But if not,
3: then she would have five years to get rid of it. Get
1: rid of the property. So she has to or dispose of it right. or the government could seize it. Is that what? Yes. Did I hear would, that would,
3: correctly? Would file an action to actually take
2: the property. Now we're getting into the nitty gritty. (laughs) Government seizing private
1: property. (laughs) That's a good moment to put a pin in that. We have Dean Riddell that called in. NMLS number
0: 196895.
1: Our money man from SWBC Mortgage, Dean Riddell. How are you doing this morning, Dean?
0: I'm doing great, Mark. How are you guys doing?
2: Well, we're doing real well. I. Uh, tell us kind of about the market. I know the interest rate has gone to the eight percent mark.
0: Becky, we are there. I so, know. Um, so it's a adapt, and and I think people are adapting. Our business has been blessed, and we've been good. Uh, you know, people are still kind of cautious right now because of that eight percent number. You know, when it was in the sevens, I think you saw it and we saw it, where people thought this is a new norm. Well, now it's in step to the eight, so there may be a little bit of pause to it.
2: Little little insertion remember. here. Are you ready? When I went into real estate in 1977, interest rate was 8%. And it went up from there. It more than doubled uh, in the first few years. So... Uh, from my perspective, that's not really a horrible interest rate but uh because we I started there and it went up
0: well and I think the average rate over the last forty years is seven and three quarters so we're we're in what you and I would say you know still a good environment I, you know i I had someone ask me the other day, when do you think the twos, threes, and fours, and of course, they were <laughs> twenty five years old.
2: Maybe in their lifetime, perhaps.
0: I said, maybe it will be after my lifetime. That's not coming back. So, um, But I think that that issue is one, which I think we all can handle. But, you know, it's the appreciation that's ramped up over the last three years on top of rates that are suppressing some of those first-time buyers. That breaks my heart.
2: Are we going to see the ARM come back? Adjustable rate mortgage.
0: You know, they're they're in existence today, and it's kind of like, without getting too deep, Fannie Mae's pricing is very expensive to do an arm points-wise, cost-wise, with very little gain in rate. So, And I think it is is due to everyone in the industry anticipates rates falling in the next 12 months where everyone in the world that has financed a home in the last 18 months is going to be refinancing. So kind of the mindset is, is if you want to do an arm, you're going to pay a premium for it because Fannie Mae knows those clients are going to refinance out of that 12 months from now. Okay. So I, I'm not – when I look at adjustable rate pricing, I'm thinking why in the world uh, are you doing an arm loan? Because it really mathematically is hard to cost justify
1: If you want to get a hold of Dean Riddell at SWBC Mortgage, his number is 405-858-7770. That's 405-858-7770. Or you can go to beckyivans.com, click on Becky's Favorites. You'll see Dean Riddell, SWBC, right at the top. Thank you, Dean. Thanks,
0: guys.
2: Okay, we're here with Ron Shalott, who is going over the new law. What is this law called? Well, it's part of the Alien
3: Ownership of Land Act and it's just actually an amendment to an already existing law, so it's not as if we create a whole new law. We just modified an existing law. There's actually another law that was being considered as well to further modify that did not get passed. And I do before I get any further, I, I need to do this. I need to uh, give uh, kudos, uh, a shout out to the Oklahoma Land Title Associations Government Affairs Committee, who uh, came out with the uh, Uh, answers to some believed to be frequently asked questions we're going to ask. So uh, they put out a a little bit of guidance. The attorney general is supposed to also put out an emergency administrative rules, has not done that uh, as far as I know right now, but may very soon. Uh, So our, our guidance here is just the best thought we have right now. It's not necessarily the law, but looking at the law, when it says that uh, any deed recorded shall include this affidavit as an exist- exhibit. And then it also says a county clerk shall not accept and record any deed without an affidavit as required by this section. That makes it pretty plain that it's going to have to be done every time you have
1: a deed. And we're going to get into that in
3: just a second.
1: I got the perfect two to talk about because what I want to talk about when we get back from the break is this, is that we have to follow fair housing. We have to prove someone has the right to buy and the right to sell. But, Becky, we're also guided by fair housing, aren't we?
2: We sure are. That doesn't uh,
1: hey. We're going to help our real estate friends right after this on Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move, News Radio 1000, KTOK. Welcome back to Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move. This is Mark Carr, team member of the Becky Ivins Real Estate Team, here with Becky Ivins and... Council of Law, Ron Shalott, and it is time for our word of the day. Our word of the day is brought to you by Robbins Roofing, where their word every day is trust. You can trust Robbins Roofing from a small repair to a complete replacement. You can give them a call at 728 3700. That's 405 728 3700. And Ron, what's our word of the day?
3: Well, you guys picked it. (laughs) You you asked us in the break what we wanted. I gave you the choice of about 10 different terms, and you picked.
1: Alien, absolutely. If you give me alien option, I'm taking alien every, every time.
3: Just because that was the first one I put out there, you know, I went <laughs> A to Z. <laughs> and you chose that. Well, when you think of alien, you think of something that's foreign, you know, an, an alien idea, that kind of thing. With regard to uh, this statute, uh, it makes reference to the federal laws themselves, and according to the United States Code, an alien is one that belongs to a foreign country not the United States. And that seems fairly simple, but when you think about it, uh, it makes sense that that is a person who is not a citizen of the United States, belongs to a different country, so we call them alien. Now, there's some thought that we should have a different term for that, uh, a better term that's not so onerous. And there are other terms out there, but it's the one that's used in the Constitution. It's one that's used in the statute. So that's the one we're stuck with today.
1: But doesn't this happen in legal terms? Like you read from the Oklahoma Constitution, which had the term Indian in there, which we, we do not use the term meaning. We use Native American or we, well, it's First con- Americans. It, it's, it's confusing. All,
3: yeah. Because if you say Indian, are you talking are you about talking the about person? India? India, Indian? Yeah, or, yeah exactly. And uh, those terms, which are archaic, but have survived because they're in our our, our laws. Some of them have get, gotten changed, but not all of them. Same way too. Uh, a lot of laws used to refer to man and mankind, whether it was male or female or you know, generically human. Yeah. So we now, we do ha- change some of those things.
2: But we're we're going to have to be real there because most of the time those laws were made when women were given no credit for anything. So it really did refer to man and mankind. <laughs> sometimes, and sometimes it's just,
3: it's just generically in the word itself. Right. Uh, because if you look at definitions of words, you might be surprised that they're much broader than what you have presupposed. So when we're looking at this, you know, we're looking at this from the standpoint of someone who is, not uh, part of the United States, not a citizen of the United States, and then the, uh, you notice the exception I put in there, besides the Indians born in the United States, uh, but a alien or or person not a citizen who may become
1: who may become so, bona fide residents of this state. So that was the one, Ron, that I want to, because that seems like a catch-all phrase, like who who is not eligible to eventually, potentially become a citizen of the United States. Well, and it's not even has to do with citizen,
3: but it has or to do with resident. residency, yeah. which is a whole different uh, idea, but there has to be an intent. Uh, there's no real time period. And notice it may become bona fide residence. doesn't mean you already are. So there's some really interesting aspects to... That's in the Constitution. The Constitution, how it's going to be interpreted with regards to the statute itself and, and where it applies. And you just start thinking of immigrants that come in, especially those who do not have the authorization to enter. You know, we, whatever term we use anymore for, for the people that come across the border without permission and uh, without a actual claim of right or maybe seeking a claim of asylum, where do they fall in? with with this are they
1: do they have the ability to buy property
3: will they be bona fide residents if they do according to the statute they would be because they fall within that exception and I'd make that argument do I have a court case I can point to to say yes I'm right no and that's why I had the disclaimer at the beginning of the program. <laughs> because a lot of this is you know our, our best estimation based upon how we read the language but as you you all know, you three know in this room, uh, that uh, language can be subject to a bit of modification from time to time depending upon the
2: circumstance. So the intent of this law or the amendment to the law, am I getting this right that it is to prevent enemies of Oklahoma, <laughs> which
0: – Texans? You know, Texans? That, that Texans? could be Texans. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, boy. Better, from, from, oh. <laughs> you,
3: you just got us into trouble.
0: So, some, some of I those will would, disclaim that. Yeah.
2: Some of those would be consi- considered uh, uh, dubious at best. Yeah. Uh, so maybe enemies of the United States from purchasing land here? From foreign nationals, from taking control. And some of it in, in,
3: has to do with, it, and what I understand, the reason why this 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 came up was because of the uh, purchasing of land in various parts of Oklahoma for certain agricultural activities.
2: Right. Uh, and uh,
3: we all know what we're, we're talking about, and some of the growth situations uh, have uh, turned out to be very uh, difficult ownership situations. So it, it gets into that kind of, and that's why you've got not only the individual but also the business entities, and the business entities affidavits also have to disclose uh, their ownership and that uh, they uh, as well uh, are properly owned by uh, citizens and properly controlled by citizens. And that's going to get into something we're going to try to get into right before the end of the program today about a federal law that's uh, coming into, and it's already enacted, but it comes into effect maybe in 2025.
2: Well, and so if it is an entity rather than an individual purchasing the property, that entity has to be owned by Oklahoma residents or those that may become Oklahoma residents? Well, it's the the entity aspect of it uh,
3: is, a, is a little bit different uh, as to uh, how uh, it is looked at, but you have to Uh, Look at this. You do not have the foreign control or foreign ownership of that entity. And consequently, it's going to be uh, uh, an affidavit that, again, is going to be signed under oath. And like we've uh, said that, well, goodness, this is going to be interesting to try to to do that, Uh, try to put it into effect and make sure that uh, it's being properly done.
1: So that affidavit signed under oath, I would guess would be done at the title when the closing is occurring. Right now we have one that they already signed that says you're a U.S. citizen for tax. I mean, because there's tax well, implications. Well, that is
2: the – I think it's the first uh, – uh, and that's signed in the contract, I think, the Patriot Act.
3: Patriot, yeah. Right. But you're, you're talking about something that's going to be done in closing – from what I understand, title companies are going to have these affidavits and are going to require them uh,
2: to be signed. And the Patriot Act refers but, more to the seller. The seller
1: is... Right, the seller is U.S.
2: With a U.S. taxpayer ID number, yeah. or else there's going to be, if it's over 300000 there's going to be taxes, ad- additional taxes on the property.
3: Well, with regard to the entity, the affidavit is that the entity... Uh, if it's a trust or a company its grantors, trustees, all direct contingent beneficiaries are United States citizens or bona fide residents of the state of Oklahoma. If the entity is a business, it's direct and indirect owners, is our United States citizens or bona fide residents of the state of Oklahoma. So you can see again where they're trying to avoid the foreign ownership of companies uh, as having that property if they're not going to be bona fide residents to the state of Oklahoma and you and you th- think about uh, for example, b- people will purchase property and have it in an LLC uh, so can you can an LLC purchase this yes, but they will have to have an affidavit saying that the LLC is owned by residents or uh, bona fide. A person who's going to be a bona fide resident of Oklahoma, or a citizen, I'm sorry, of the United States. So that's, those
1: are the, the terms we have to start looking at. Well, when we come back, we'll come back with your smoking hot deal right after this on Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move, News Radio 1000, KTOK. Welcome back to Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move. It is time for our smoking hot deal. Our Smoking Ideas brought to you by Costa Rica Mexican Grill, located on the south corner of 122nd and Penn, on 63rd, just west of Meridian, and in Yukon, on Route 66.
2: And, are you ready for this?
1: Ooh, we need a germ roll, but I don't have one. Go ahead.
2: Sunday of this week. Like, tomorrow. Okay? All right. Uh, the new location opens They're opening in Hefner at Hefner and it's on May Avenue. May Avenue. Near Hefner, the yeah. old the old Jimmy's egg right there. <laughs>
1: so, wonderful. So that's exciting. I Always love me a new Casa Perico. Yeah,
2: I know. And here is uh our smoking hot deal is in what we usually refer to as the Edgewater edition. This is on the corner of Portland and 71st on the east side of Portland. Uh, It's about 2950 square feet, uh, ranch-style house, meaning all on one level, except this one. And and I don't know whether this originally built this way or not, but there is a partial uh, second story on this property. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. It's got new windows upstairs and on the downstairs bedrooms. The roof's only three years old, and it's got... New heating and air conditioning and water heater. It's really been the guts of this home. The bones are good. Let's just say, okay. Uh, it's three hundred eighty nine thousand. This is a coming soon listing, meaning that if you call us today, we we may or may not be able to show this to you. I'm trying to figure out when when it went coming soon. The, for the first ten days or so, this is a property that we will not be showing, but we're going to let you know it's coming up. Yep. So four-bedroom, two-and-a-half-bath, lovely home, nice high-pitched roof, looks good.
1: Almost bought right by there before or where we are now because it we could easily ride our bikes into the Lake Hefner. That was the big, like, easily get into on the Lake Hefner Trail.
2: What I figured out is you could ride your bike anywhere because That's what. <laughs> you do ride your bike everywhere. So,
1: uh, I, I, the Oklahoma trails are are, uh, are really good. So if this rings a bell for you, you can go to com, click on search listings. You'll see it as a coming soon on there, and you can contact our office.
2: I think this goes active actually tomorrow. So, uh, It'll be active. Call,
1: call us. We'll show you.
2: We'll, sched, we'll yep. schedule it for you. I wanted to make one more announcement on November 2nd. Uh, which would be next week, I think, if I'm remembering right, Uh, we are having a downsizing seminar. And and it is concentrated on decluttering your home and not so that necessarily so you can downsize, but so that you can stay in your home longer. It'll be safer. It'll be easier to access. And it just kind of gets you started on it. So we're going to have an organizing expert there. And uh, so give us a call at our office at 722-3232. There is no charge for this, but it is highly worth your time.
1: Yeah, it'll be a great time of decluttering, which just helps all of us.
2: With examples. (laughs) I mean, bring your junk drawer. (laughs) So, okay, we're here with Ron Shalott, and we're talking about the new law that will go into effect next week on uh, November 1st, about alien ownership of Oklahoma property. And so, Ron, any last-minute things on that? Just Well, on the Casa Perico, by the way, the address is
3: 11109 North May. Mm. 11109. <laughs> so that's okay. So you're going to have to learn that. Uh, yes, this is uh, applies to uh, deed. And this is being interpreted, at least the Attorney General is looking at it this way, uh, from every conveyance of real property in every form regardless of the type of transaction. That would include our famed transfer on death deed, sheriff's deed, quick claim deed, dedication deed, correction deed, et cetera. What we don't know, which is a lot we don't know, how it will be treated with such things as affidavits of death and heirship, probate decrees, divorce decrees, affidavits to terminate joint tenancy, and all of those, if those will fall under that word deed or not. So there's a lot we don't know at this particular point that's just unclear. Again, the Attorney General is going to provide us with some guidance, but that'll be the Attorney General opinion. Uh, The affidavit the Attorney General does, Uh, Is not supposed to be subject to modification, by the way. So what you get at the title companies, they will have the affidavit. That will be it. And this will also, according to what the Attorney General is telling us, uh, apply to minerals as well, not
2: just surface. Right. And uh, I thought that was a really important thing. Here's another important question, though. Does this affect current, present ownership? It's not an affidavit
3: that you will file unless you're having to file a deed. So if you currently have something, uh, you don't have to file this affidavit, but this law has always been in effect. So So you
2: would have to file an affidavit if you transferred from yourself over to, say, uh, a trust.
3: Yes, Okay. you would, and the trust would too. Because uh, the trust is taking it, so the trust would actually file the affidavit. It's the recipient of the property that would file it. There's a lot that we don't know, though. That's what I put the disclaimer out ahead. Before we get done, though, there is one other thing that uh, I just want to alert you to, and we're probably going to have a program on this sometime in the not-too-distant future, is that we also have a new federal law that has been enacted in 2021, and they're finally getting around to putting it in, into play which is under the Corporate Transparency Act, which was then new, Congress had directed the U.S. Treasury Financial Crimes Enforcement Network, FinCEN, for those of you who love that kind of thing, (laughs) to establish and maintain a national registry of beneficial owners, managers, and company applicants of entities that are deemed to be reporting companies, which is basically just about every corporation and LLC Uh, in the country. There are some exceptions to it, uh, but the legal entities formed uh, will have to disclose the beneficial owners with a lot of information about them. It was scheduled to go into effect on January 1 of 2024. It has been punted now from, uh, according to what I just received an immediate release, to January 1, 2025. Why am I bringing this up? Because if you've got an LLC or if you have a corporation, you're going to have to file paperwork. If you don't, there are serious ramifications for not complying with the federal government report, including civil penalties of not more than $500 for each day. The violation continues, fines up to $10,000, and imprisonment up to two years.
1: (sighs) Does, does walk that, in the park LLC owner? I mean, corporate ownership. Does that become public record? Who has that? No, or is it, that just government record?
3: It's supposed to be government record, staying private with the government. But again, the idea is to try <laughs> to prevent the uh, the ownership by foreign entities or nationals or whatever taking over certain aspects. Nothing of the
2: stays private anymore. Now that we're all digital. Well, that's
3: so. I, I'm not going to comment on that, but I will say that the Corporate Transparency Act disclosure requirements are out there. You need to be aware of them uh, because we have a very short window before we have to comply with it. There's a lot of information uh, out there with the federal government, so be aware
2: of it. Well, this is not it's intended not to be such a financial thing as it is a uh, – safety issue for the U.S., I would think, but I suspect there will be some finances involved in this. Well, it was intended to make it more difficult for domestic
3: and foreign individuals to operate shell companies for illicit purposes.
2: Oh, shell companies. Ah. I wonder if that's been in the news lately. (laughs) Uh. No, we're not talking about shell shell oil and gas. No,
3: no, no. No, no. No, no.
1: (laughs) Well, Ron Chalot, thank you as always for coming. I know that there's been lots of, lots of information given today. Uh, You can go back and re listen to it. You can share it on the podcast. Uh, Anywhere that you subscribe to podcasts, you can subscribe here uh, through the iHeartMedia app, iTunes, and about all other places.
2: Uh, We appreciate you guys tuning in, and we will be back next week at the same time.
1: Here on Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move, News Radio 1000, KTOK.
0: May each day in the week be a good day. May the Lord always watch over you. And may all of your hopes turn to wishes. And may all of your wishes come true May each day in the month